Would you rather be stuck in an African desert or the Antarctica? You've asked me lots of questions like this. It's where I have to choose between two options. Yeah, no, I love them. It's such an insight into the way... Desert. Desert, why? Well, there's more chance of finding, like, life and water in the desert (laughs) than Antarctica. I think there's a bit of water in Antarctica. Uh, yeah, it's all salty and cold, and I'm pretty sure I'd survive longer in the heat than I would in the, in the sub-zero yeah. temperatures. See, no, I've got I'd, I'd, be, I'd be the desert as well, I think. Yeah, although I've never seen snow, so maybe if I had some skis, could be an option. Maybe. An igloo? <laughs> could always eat my sled dogs or something. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership, so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome to the Tradies Business Show, uh, where, I don't know, we get marooned on, well, it's not really a desert island. Well, see, Antarctica is a desert. Do you know there's actually less water there than in the desert, technically speaking? Oh, I did not know that. And if and if you didn't send me with matches and some fire lighters, <laughs> I couldn't melt any of the stuff and I'd, <laughs> I'd die of thirst, which is a bit ironic, isn't it? Kind of like, it's a bit of a it metaphor is. for business, you know, you could be surrounded by customers and you just don't know how to melt them down and drink them. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway. I, I get, we get where you were going, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's stick to something that I can talk about, which is the Tradies Business Show. And, um, and I was stoked with today's interview. Um, it, it was a bit last minute with uh, our guest, whether we had him, didn't have him, and uh, yeah, bit of a rush to get the interview done. But I got to say, um, I didn't have to talk much today. This guy knows his shit. Yeah, and uh, he has a great book out, which uh, we've read. And as soon as I read, it, I knew we had to get him on because mm. he had such a great story to share. And he does talk a bit in the in the interview about you know being a business owner as a point. As opposed to someone being self-employed and mm. really they're just giving themselves a job. Good distinction. Yeah, and he goes through that quite a bit. Yep. Great interview today. Um, fascinating story too. You know, he's been through some pretty rough stuff uh, in his younger years and he talks about how that sort of, uh, you know, influenced his behaviours uh, in business as well. So enjoy the interview. So welcome to the Tradies Business Show and joining us today, we have a bloke who goes by the name of Fanger, which I think is awesome because uh, I love a, I love a good Aussie nickname, mine being Wazza. Uh, but uh, welcome to the Tradies Business Show, Justin Fankhauser. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolute pleasure, mate. Now, um, Michaela tells me uh, you've done something that I've always wanted to do, but not only once, you've done it three times, mate. You've uh, You've published three books, so well done, mate. No worries. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's something that I'm um, pretty proud of, mate. Leaving school at 15, writing and um, reading's not the greatest um, part of my life, but I've done it, so it's just great. So your latest book is Shut Up, Get Up and Give It a Go, A Self-Made Entrepreneur's Guide to a Kick-Ass Life and Business. Now, coming from a locksmith background, it's it's good to uh, see somebody that's out on the field all day and still getting time to, to write such a great book. So what was the motivation behind the book for you? Oh, look, I think I just wanted to tell people my journey. It wasn't um, written to it for a bragging session about myself. What I wanted to do is um, show people through my journey in life that if you get up and have a go, that anything's possible. Look, I've had some things happen throughout my life. 
I had to make some, you know, some mind shift changes um, in my early 20s to kind of get things going. And that's what I wanted to show to people that, you know, if you get up and have a go, it can be done. So, mate, uh, you talk about some, uh, you know, mindset challenges. Uh, you had a bit of a, a checkered um, start to life, mate, I suppose would be one way to put it. But uh, can you talk about some of those events that shaped your attitude? Yeah, certainly. Look, I, I struggled a lot with education as a, as a young bloke. I had um, some hearing problems as a young bloke at school. So, you know, very early on, I was put in the back of the class and, you know, a bit bullied and, you know, not looked after by the teachers back in them days. So I, I struggled through school with education. I never really grasped it. Um, so that was probably one of my major, you know, downfalls in life, you know, working forward through school. Um, at the age of 18, I had a very great mate of mine kill himself, which uh, really shaped me. Um, you know, at the time that it happened, it was pretty devastating for me. So to get through that, um, on a mental scale and also, you know, just as in a life scale was a big thing. So, um, they were probably the two biggest things that really, um, I struggled with. And also, you know, I wanted to change my career early, in my early twenties. So, um, not having an education was, was, uh, was quite difficult. So, you know, these are some of the things that I've had to, had to overcome to, to get where I am today. So, mate, uh, there's a there's a lot in the media, and uh, you know, I guess a lot of talk around the the suicide issue, and and you know, it's it could seem like a bit of a a cheap tactic to talk about that, mate. But uh, like, how do you process something like that? And I guess uh, you know, what was your what path did you tread to actually come to terms with that? Oh, well, look, that's probably a good question because I don't think I did deal with it, um, especially when I was 18. Suicide, and obviously my friend obviously must have suffered from some style of depression or some kind of mental illness. For him to go and do that was devastating for me. Um, was something I didn't deal with back then, to be honest. I kind of ran away from my problems at that stage when it happened. I was 18. At 21, I ran away to England thinking if I run away, you know, the, the hurt and the dramas that it caused me, that things would get better. And unfortunately, that's when I started to suffer, suffer some, you know, for some depression and some some issues off Sean's suicide. So, you know, dealing with it back then was something was closed doors. And I'm just so happy now that you know we can talk about it. You know, I can talk about it, and you know, hopefully that you know if people, you know, do suffer from that style of illness, that you know they don't go and do something silly like that. And so I know um, it is such a closed issue. Um, uh, luckily now it's getting a lot more open, but I'm sure a lot of our listeners, um, you know, a lot of them are male and, and do suffer with depression or, or they do have some issues. What would you like to tell people there that, you know, that they think that they need help um, and they're not feeling right? What advice would you give them to somebody that's been through it? Oh, look, you've definitely got to go and get some help. That's number one. Look, I think, trying to fight it. I think even though you're a tradie, it's still a little bit of a taboo subject, you know, um, go and get some help, number one. That's the most important thing. You know, t talk to your family and your friends, um, which is also a great help, you know. Once you go and see the doctors, they might, you know, put you on a medication or they might get to get some help. But that's the main thing is not to, to hold it in, you know. Look, um, I think with myself, when my friend did what he did, um, I, I knew I wasn't right, and I, you know, not not facing up to to, to my problems with help from a doctor and my friends, it really spiral, spiraled out of control for me. So, 
what happened from there, mate? Like, uh, you know, you said you, you ran away to England, which was probably a, a common thing for a lot of uh, young people to do uh, through that era is, is bugger off to, to the motherland, mate, uh, yep, for a bit yep. of a gap year. But um, what, what was the turning point for you, Justin? Oh, look, I think I had to make a decision that, you know, I had to stop blaming other people for my problems. Look, I, I come back from uh, England roughly around about 95 it was just coming out of that recession that we had to have. Um, I wanted to change my career, and I was struggling to get work. I was actually, I'm actually a qualified pastry chef by trade, and I, I was losing interest in that. So I wanted to change my career, but not having education, I was, wasn't uh, finding it hard to get work. Um, you know, I, I was probably a little bit of an angry unit, to be honest. I, 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 I was angry that, you know, why can't I find work? You know, why did my mate kill himself? You know, why things aren't working well for me? So... Um, then I suddenly had to realise that um, I had to stop playing the victim, to be quite honest. I had to look inside myself and disrupt myself and say, well, look, if unless I make change, uh, things ain't going to change. You know, the definition of madness is doing the same thing over and over and becoming out the same outcome. So, you know, I suddenly, you know, decided I had to make a change. I, and it wasn't something that happened overnight. I started with my mindset, you know, you know, hanging around the right people, trying to think positively, you know, giving out to get back all those kind of things. And then um, it was a, a funny story that one night I actually locked myself out of my house one night and I was looking at trying to change careers and I spoke to the locksmith and um, he said, there's a night course that you can go and do. And I thought, well, this sounds interesting and off I went. Um, and that's pretty much how it kind of started the, the ball rolling. So, I mean, now you have um, a locksmith business that turns over over a million dollars a year. I mean, that's not bad from a kid that used to sit at the back of the class. No, look, I think that's why I've written the book and that's why I'm speaking to you guys. That you know, Anything's possible with a little bit of hard work and good mindset. Now, I'm not saying I'm a millionaire over in life, but I'm a millionaire in life and that's the most important thing. So, you know, I, I started my business off with $5,000 in a station wagon. My dream was la laugh or not laugh, it's... I wanted to make a thousand dollars a week, and I wanted to own my own mobile phone, and I wanted to tell my make my own decisions. That's, that was my major <laughs> awesome, thing in mate. life. That's all I wanted. Was it? And, was it? You know, was it one of those bag phones you wanted to have, Justin? <laughs> was it yeah, a... <laughs> no. Back then, mate, it was one of the big Motorola's. It was like a brick, <laughs> but anyway, that, we had to take them. Out. We got them them days, but uh... and like it's just evolved into what it is, you know. So, um, yeah, look, I'm proud of myself of what I've done, um, you know. It might be something I do forever. It might be something I do forever. I might grasp on something else I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much how, how it kind of rolled. So I love the story in the book um, on your first day that you t uh, started. Hang on, I'm just making sure I get the name of the business right. Top Lock Locksmiths. That's uh, correct. Yeah, where you decided that today you were going to get your first client. So talk us through that because I think that's such – because we do have listeners that haven't yet started or or thinking of starting or have just started. And I think the the mindset you had on that first day was was really what I think led you to have to grow such a, a business. So talk us through that first day. Oh, sure. It's just – I can remember, you know, you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I can remember the first um, – First night I come home, I, I talk about it in the book, I actually um, snivelled on the couch like a little kid. I, I said to my wife, what the hell have I done? I've, you know, I've got no clients. You know, I, I set myself up you know, with my van and my business name and I had my stock and I had a few little advertisements going on, but I thought to myself, my God, what have I done? How the hell am I going <laughs> to make money? You know, like I had a mortgage and you know, my wife was working luckily at that stage, but I thought to myself, shit, how, how am I going to get 
customers. You know, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be just sitting around. Well, I thought to myself, no, that's not going to be the case. So what I decided to do the next day, and, and, and this is how I've kind of ran my business ever since, I actually went down the main one of the main streets in my local town and just walked down one side and the other side and, and popped in and saw people and just handed over my business card. You know, it was pretty hard. Like, you walk into places and they, you know, laugh at you or some people are rude to you. But I just introduced myself and said, hey, look, my name's Justin. My business is Top Lock Locksmiths. Here's my business card. Look, you know, if you need some lock work done, you know, I'm a local locksmith, obviously. If you need some locksmithing done, please, look, give me a ring and I can sort it out. Well, unbeknownst to me, by the end of the day, I, I got my two or three jobs out of it. So, and that's how I kind of snowballed from there. So, Networking, you're going to have a lot of downtime in business when you first start in business. It's you know you're going to be um, you know work poor, time rich. So for me, getting out on and seeing people and, and introducing myself to agents and you know, real estate agents and clients and and just people in general was was the way to go moving forward to getting new clients for me. Yeah, and I love in the book where you said, all right, you, you decided that day you were going to get your first client. You know, and it was about that mindset of that's it, I'm going out and. Uh, and just doing it, you know, taking action. Well, you have to, you know, if you don't take action, nothing happens. It's like anything. If no one knows who you are, no one's going to use you. So I think what happens with a lot of people in business that they see other businesses and think, oh, yeah, it's nice and easy that, you know, work's just going to come to you, you know. Believe you me, even me and today, I run a fairly big business and I've still got to be very proactive and, you know, making sure the work comes through the door, you know. Like if you don't, take action with inside your business inside your life things ain't going to happen it's as simple as that you know and, and I had to take that action that day you know and, and I went from like you know doing two you know two to eight jobs a week then you know eight to ten ten to eleven every week I, I was or every month or every week I was trying to get that little bit more the little bit more clients you know I was really driven to make sure to take action to get that done and that was a question I wanted to ask, Justin, was, you know, you described that starting out in business and you got off your backside and you went out and you did some some door knocking and you got your first clients. But now that you've got a more mature business, and you sort of spoke to that just, just in that little uh, section there, but um, how does that translate now into a bigger business where, you know, you probably don't go out and knock on doors, but obviously you have to get up each day and, well, I suppose, be motivated for want of a better term, but... What does that look like for you now in your business? Oh, look, it's 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 tough. It's a, it's a long game. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon in business. And yeah, look, I have days when I'm unmotivated. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I think we all do. You know, like um, once again, you've got to, you've got to think of it, have the right mindset to say, well, look, you know, if I don't get this business rolling, I employ staff now. You know, it's it's um, something that I've got to be proactive about. You know, it's it's just on a bigger scale. You know, like. I still go out and see people. You know, I do a lot of stuff online as well, always thinking outside the square. I think when you first start out in business that you kind of do everything. You know, you're the bookkeeper, the worker, the marketer. Now that the business is a bit bigger, that it gives me the opportunity to kind of work on the business a bit more, you know, on a bit more of a scale, even though I still get on the tools now and then. But um, look, it's just it's just scaling. It's just making it, uh, doing it in a bigger, a bigger, a bigger slice of the pie, I dare say. Yeah. Yeah, and I also something we talk about on the show a lot is referral partners and strategic partnerships and things like that, and you know yep. connections with real estates and body corporates and all those kind of things. And again, in your book, you share a great story about how you approach a particular real estate, and it didn't go according to plan. I'd love you to talk through that story because I think it's about you know 
not necessarily taking no for an answer or it's, you know, not a no right now. It could be a yes in the future. So if you want to take, just talk, talk us through that particular incident that happened with that yeah, property sure. manager. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, look, I, I, had, I was working previously in a job and I had a guy that um, gave me a contact to a real estate agent and it was one of these funny stories that kind of backfired on me because I thought they had a great relationship but unbeknownst to me, it, 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 it wasn't the case. I walked into the real estate agent and introduced myself and said that, that uh, uh, this gentleman um, told me to come down and see you about you know maybe getting some work. Well, unbeknownst to me, she, her jaw dropped and said, "Oh, that bloody you know that prick." I, I would you know, I don't even like him anymore. He kind of did the wrong thing by me, and I, and I stood there and looked like an idiot, you know. Jeez. And I, I I remember giving her my card, and I just said, "Hey, listen," I said, "Look, I've done work for him. He's done nothing wrong to me. I don't know what's happening between you guys, but look, you know." If you want to have a locksmith, here's my name, my card. And she said, look, we've already got a locksmith in a pretty abrupt manner and kind of stormed off, you know. <laughs> and I can remember going home and I thought, oh, shit, you know, this is, this thing, that didn't go too well. It was like a local agent. I thought, oh, my God, I'm never going to get work from her again. <laughs> and, but I woke up the next day and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back down there and just say, you know, just see if I can have a quick chat to her again. So I went to the counter. She come out and she could tell she wasn't impressed, you know. And I, and I just said, hey, listen, I said, Yesterday I didn't go to plan, you know. Look, as I said, I, I explained I don't know what's happening between you two guys, uh, you know. Obviously, but he's he's asked me to come down. Look, really, I just want a bit of a go. I'm a local locksmith. Well, unbeknownst to me, she said, "Well, I've got a job right now. If you want to go and do it, here's the keys. Go and do it." Well, I jumped in my van uh, straight away and and went down and did the job. I got it done within half an hour. Come back, dropped the keys off, and she goes, "Oh wow!" She goes, "That was quick." My locksmith that I've got uh, can't even do it that quick. That's amazing. He's like two or three days, you know. And I said, well, look, you know, that's what I pride myself on, good service and getting it done. And I said, look, I'm not here to cut anyone's grass. I understand you've got another locksmith. I said, but if you ever get caught out and he can't do it, you know, please give me a ring. So then a couple of days later, she gave me another job and then another job. And that really turned into uh, a really big thing for me because, um, they actually had a lot of properties that I could do work for and it was one of my major breaks in business at the start when I um, started you know, doing that and, and that gets me onto the point that um, you know, building relationships is a really key of building a biz- really great business. What I love about that story is that, you know, they say success comes to the the 1% that will do what the other 99% won't do. And I'm sure that, you know, 99% of our audience wouldn't go back that second day and try again when it was, it went so badly the day before. And look at where that persistence showed. You did a good job. You proved yourself. And I just love that you just kept trying at that and you really did get your hustle up to, to make amends with that. Pro- and, you know, maybe you got nothing from it, but look what happened. So I really think that's such a great story for, for all our listeners out there that, you know, don't always take no as a no. It just could be just not right now. No, exactly right. I think you know, it's hard. Sales is one of those things where you can take it personally. You've got to understand some people have bad days. Some people are not in the buying cycle and some people are not in the cycle that they want to use you. But, you know, if you be friendly and you be true to who you are and, you know, really try your hardest to, you know, show them that, you know, you can do it or you're there for them, you know, your, your break will come because, you know, especially being a tradie or, you know, me, I'm in that kind of maintenance kind of game. That's a bit of an angle of my business that one day their, their tradesmen are not going to be able to do it. Now, if you offer a 24-hour service and a seven-day-a-week service or you offer that service, 
you know, you're going to get your lucky break. It's going to happen. They're going to remember you. They're going to go, oh, yeah, Fanger, I can remember him. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give him a go. And if you offer that service, believe you me, that's how I got all my body, body corporates and real estate agent work was that. Just going down, introducing myself, getting that little break in the door, and then bang, off I went. It's such a great example, and uh, I know I've, I've got a, a client of mine um, that made himself available over the Christmas period, uh, so he's an electrician, and similar thing, he basically did a bit of a, a whip around the whole market, his local market, over that Christmas period, um, or leading up to it, and just said, hey, you know, sometimes it can be hard to get a sparky over Christmas, just letting you know, we're here uh, pretty much 24-7 if you need anybody, and he's picked up what will probably turn into a couple of big commercial accounts just off the back of that simple thing. It meant that he had to get out of, of his bed on a Sunday and go and do a job for somebody, but you know, it was just uh, being prepared to do the stuff that I guess a lot of other people won't and, and going the extra mile for people. Yeah, look, I, I think that's that's imperative in business. I think when a lot of people go out in business, they think it's going to be all um, you know bells and whistles. They think you know, it's going to be five days a week, eight hours a day, go and have a coffee with their mates for an hour and all that kind of stuff. I remember when I first started my business that I looked at, the, I tapped into the market and I thought, well, there's a lot of people say out there that they are seven days, 24 hours a day and they don't pick their phone up, you know. So I thought to myself, well, you know, if I'm going to get into this business, I'm going to go pretty hard at it for the first four or five years now. Believe it or not, I worked four or five years, seven days, 24 hours a day. I can remember working all day, doing after hours. You know, I very rarely would I never be not in my uniform ready to go, you know. And that, that just shows to people that, you know, that you are willing to do it. You, you, you will build your business quicker and better than the other guys. So, mate, uh, obviously you're a motivated sort of a fella and uh, with a nickname like Fanger, who wouldn't be? But... Um, was was it hard sometimes to balance that, you know, hard working, get out there and make it happen approach with, with I guess, having a life? Because a lot of people, they get into business for the lifestyle and, and yes, you know, they, they acknowledge that they've got to put the effort in. But, you know, you're married. I mean, what was the impact on your personal life and how did you sort of uh, balance those two things? Oh, look, yeah, it was tough. It was, um, it got to the point where I was, um, working quite hard. Look, I, we didn't have kids at that stage. Um, there's two ways you can go in business, I believe, you know. Like, I always wanted to have staff and build a bigger business, you know, and that's the way I wanted to do it. So, uh, I think if you're wanting to do that, you have to really be willing to put four or five years of, you know, that kind of, you know, lifestyle thing away in the cupboard for a while to get it really up to that point where you can start hiring staff and then getting to be able to do that. Some people go into business for other reasons and that's fair enough. I'm not saying I'm on the right way. You know, Some people will go into a business to have a lifestyle, to maybe work four days a week and just make their wage every week and they're happy with that. So um, look, it, it did take a, a toll on my body, uh, but I was young at that stage. I, I think I started my business off around about the... I've been going to, it was around about 30, 28, 30 years of age. So I was young, I was keen, I was fit. You know, I don't think now that if I sold this business and went and started another locksmithing business, I don't think I could do what I did, what I did in my early early 20s. Yeah, yeah. So something else that always uh, intrigues me about people like yourself, Justin, is, uh, you know, you've got the fire in the belly when we talk to you. Uh, you know, you're, you're a doer. Do you love locksmithing itself? Like, is, is that something you're necessarily passionate about? Yeah, I do. I, I, I love locksmithing, but I love business more. 
that's probably the more thing that excites me now. Like when I first started locksmithing, I loved it. I, I actually eat and breathed it, you know. So I went out on site, I did the locks, and it's like everything. Every trader will tell you they will get bored of their trade at some stage. So it's not that I'm bored of it. I still it still interests me. But the more exciting thing for me now is um, business itself. That's what excites me, you know, how businesses tick, how they roll, how they, you know, train their staff, how they do internal, you know, business, how they market their business, cash flow. That's that's the things now that really tick my kind of, um, or get my boat going kind of thing. So, you know, I often look at other people's businesses or just drive down the street and look at a business shop window and go, wow, why do they advertise like that? I wonder what they do. I wonder how many staff they've got. So, you know, keeping the passion for it is is something that um, is, is human nature where you get unpassionate about things, you know. So, yeah, getting back to that saying, look, I'm still passionate about locksmithing, but more probably more the business side now. And so how do you get, uh, I suppose, uh, well, not so much knowledge, mate, but, uh, you know, what did you have to change about your habits and and even just the way you saw things to go from being a locksmith to being a locksmith business owner? Like, what was the shift for you? Oh, look, I think, um, I think the mindset stuff it really helped me shift to get to that point. You know, like I always... Um, I can remember when I was even a one-man band that I always, in my mind, thought illusion that I had, you know, eight staff and a massive, you know, f- fleet of vans and, you know, people in my office. So uh, the mind shift stuff really helped me get to that kind of position, mm. um, and and a bit of a determination, obviously, also. Um, it's something I wanted to do. I always wanted to have a business. I wanted to be uh, proud enough to say that, you know, I want I want to own a business and not just work for myself you know I had a funny story when I went to a party one night I think I spoke about it in the book I went to a party one night and I was proud as punch I was first year in my business and a guy came up to me and said hi he introduced himself and he said Justin what do you do for yourself I said I own my own business he goes oh really do you I go yeah yeah I go yeah I've um, been going a year and I own my own business he goes okay he goes if you take a week off what happens to your business I said, well, I don't have one. He goes, well, you don't own a business. You're self-employed. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. And it kind of made me really stand back and go, well, okay, well, this is – he goes, I, and he said to him, he goes, I actually own two businesses that I don't have to work in. He goes, I own a business. That's the way I look at it. I'm not self-employed. He goes, that's the difference. So you know, from that day on, that mindset wanted to me to become a business owner that I can take a day off, like today I've got the day off, that I'm still making money as I speak to you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know we're not paying you for this well, interview, mate. We hope, we, we hope so anyway. <laughs> Are we? But I hope so anyway, you know what I mean? I, I haven't looked at the job runs for that yet. They might be all having coffees and donuts, who knows? But, mate, um, so, and it's such a great story and it's one that uh, that I've heard and, and probably told a few times and I've probably been one of those those miserable buggers at a barbecue that's that's cut someone off at the knees and said, mate, you're, you don't have a business, you've got a job. Uh, <laughs> but... What, uh, you know, from that, that whole thing of being self-employed to business owner, what are some of the, I guess if we get down to a tin tax level, like what's some of the things you've had to put in place so that you can have a day off like today and make money while you're sitting on your backside talking to us? Oh, look, you have to put in a lot of internal measures inside your business, a lot of procedures and um, stuff like that. Like for us, um, you know, we've added a lot of technology inside our business. So a lot of our business now runs via iPads to the boys. So... 
you know, our call operator you know, sends through the or takes the calls from the customers, books in the jobs, send it out to the boys. Um, you know, putting internal measures of having a you know, bookkeeper and an admin person in, you know, a service manager, the right staff, you know, it allows you to give that little bit of flexibility to take a day off. And I'm not saying you can take time off all the time because I can't, and that's fact. But, you know, um, I think a lot of internal measures inside your business, you've got to have the right procedures um, and the right staff to be able to do it. And so what do you think are some of the ways to have some good staff and create a good team culture? Yeah, sure. I think it's a bit of passion. I think it's a bit of excitement. Look, we, at our business, you know, we, we look at our staff that they're, we're a bit of a family, you know, we, we make it enjoyable. Um, you've got to have the right culture inside your business. You don't want staff that are unhappy because unhappy staff make unhappy business and that will come follow through to the customer. So, you know, that's one of the most important things that we're pretty open, we're pretty friendly. You know, um, we, you know, we, we, we give bonuses where bonuses are due. We give praise where praise is due. If they make a mistake, we don't, you know, tell them off. We say, look, this is where you've gone wrong. This is the way I'd do it next time. But, you know, that's all right. You've learnt by your mistake. Off we go. We move on. So I think, um, you know, it's imperative to have the right team around you because if you don't, you won't have the right business. Mm, such a good point. So, mate, uh, there might not be anything, but what keeps you awake at night? Oh, look, what keeps me awake? Oh, look, I think... You know, there's always stresses in business. There's, you know, I don't care. You know, I can be on this podcast. You can speak to Richard Branson. At the end of the day, you can't tell me someone that doesn't own a business doesn't have stress because if they don't, they're lying as far as I'm concerned. Oh, look, sometimes you wake up, you might have a quiet week, you know, and you've got, you know, staff bills, to, uh, staff wages to pay and bills to pay and, you know, you might have a bit of a, a, a quiet month, you know, that's business, you know. Sometimes you stay up and think about things like that, you know, but... You know, it's just human nature. We we worry about our family. We worry about our finances at home. We worry about what's going to happen tomorrow, maybe. Um, but sometimes, yeah, I do. But like, you've just got to kind of set the sails and put all the procedures in place. And if you do, it, it should all work out at the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you you go and have a cup of chamomile tea, mate, and go back to bed and and know that everything will be all right. Oh, pretty much, mate. Look, at the end of the day, the, the world, like my dad always said, the sun always comes up in the morning, mate. It doesn't matter. And you're not the, you're not the only one in the world to, uh, to make that happen, you know? That's right. That's right. So, mate, uh, what's next for Fanger and uh, Top Lock Locksmiths? And also, I know you're doing a bit of work um, with other business owners, so you, you're spreading the love like me, mate. But uh, what's next for you? What's, what's on the horizon? Yeah, look, I'm doing a little bit of business coaching off uh, my kick-ass book, so... I've got a, a website called kickassbusinessonline.com um, that um, I'm helping business owners doing a bit of business coaching, a bit of consulting, so which I really enjoy, um, and also just running my day-to-day business as well. So I'm kind of spreading the love around a bit. So um, it's I only take a couple of clients on for the coaching. It's not something I'm 100% dedicated into, as in because I'm still uh, pretty hands-on with my business, but it's just something that I enjoy. And it's something that I want to show people that if you know if I can do it, hopefully with my knowledge that I can help them along their way to, to make them succeed as well. So I'd love you to share that knowledge now. So one question we like to ask, do you like Free that tips, segue? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, go far yeah, away. Yeah. Um, if you had a thousand tradies in the room, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Get up and have a go. You know, make and, and, and take action. You know. 
the old saying, like I said before, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same outcome. So I'm a big believer in getting up and having a go. When you think you can't do it, even on the tools, building something, you might go, I can't do this. Or even in business, you know, you think to yourself, oh, geez, I can't take that contract on or, oh, I don't know if I can build my business. Take action and get up and have a real red-hot crack because you might surprise yourself. Hey, Fanger. Yes, mate. You ever thought about writing a book, mate? That'd, that'd be a good title for a book. I've written a few, mate, and I reckon I'm just about done. Like, as I said, mate, um, speeding and reading and writing and all that, spelling, reading and writing and all that kind of stuff's not my forte, mate, but I got there at the end, so there you go. Getting up and having a bit of a crack, you might be surprised what you can come out with at the end. <laughs> now, I really love this book. There was some great, uh, your backstory was very interesting in how you got started, but you also share some really great um business tips in there and it's quite an easy read no matter what sort of level of business that you're at and there's heaps of uh, great value in there so we'd love to hit you up to perhaps give away a book to our audience can we do that yeah yeah sure Look, <laughs> we I'll, just I'll, did. Send you, yeah. I'll send you a couple up there so you can have a couple of books to give away i'll be wrapped with that so look as i said the book's two parts it's a bit about my my journey in life and you know hopefully it inspires some people out there maybe with some problems they've got thinking that they can't you know do something and obviously the second half is the real, you know, nuts and bolts of, and it's 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 basic reading. It's not, you know, to the point where you need to be an Einstein to understand it. It's how I did it, where I went wrong, and where I suggest to to start and and to plot along to to get your business going really well. Awesome. Well, Fanger, thanks for coming on the show, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Fantastic story, mate. And look, uh, well done for getting up and having a go, mate. Imagine what would have happened if you didn't. No, nah, look, mate, I really appreciate you having me on. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks very much, guys. I really, really have enjoyed the day. Excellent. Thank you. And before you go, just let us know, uh, our listeners know where they can find out more about you. Yeah, sure. It's kickassbusinessonline.com. Um, if they check the website out there, they can see a little bit of a profile of what I do. I sell my books on there, uh, my consulting business is on there as well. So that's kickassbusinessonline.com. Good on you, mate. Thanks. No worries. So another great real tradie story there, and uh, you can actually read all his stories, so make sure you get his book. If not, we'll be giving some away somehow. Yeah, so he, as you heard, he gave us a couple of copies, but uh, we'll figure out how you can get them. Uh, you know, we'll make you jump through hoops and you know, yeah. write. Good tradies. chance, here's a hint, heads up. Probably need to be on our mailing list. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. That might help you to win a copy of the book. I would say so. So if I was you, I'd head to tradiesbusinessshow.com, pop your email address in, and uh, then you'll you'll be in the, with a shot to win the book. Because I think somehow it'll be getting on our email list. Yeah. Good good hint, Michaela. Yes. <laughs> We've just brainstormed the competition there, but yeah, um, that's right. But we'll uh, we'll come up with a suitable challenge for you to to actually score a copy of the book. So do what Justin says, take action and go get our stuff. <laughs> get up, get out there and get your name on the list. <laughs> uh, so thanks for tuning in to another episode. Always fantastic to have you with us. Love getting feedback from you guys and um, great to hear stories like Justin's out there too. So uh, have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.